0: Good afternoon. My name is Sarah Konzimius and you're listening to another episode of Current. In today's podcast, we will be talking with Tara Lynn Simmons about Georgia Power's efforts to promote energy efficiency. We will also use this time to talk about diversity more broadly, the importance of multicultural research and the role of branding in crafting a cohesive message that speaks to diverse utility customers in large geographic areas, such as Georgia Power Service Territory. So welcome to the podcast, Tara Lynn.
1: Thank you for inviting me.
0: We're really glad that you're here. So before we begin with the questions, I want to take a minute to introduce you to our listeners. Um, A lot of people may not know you, Tara Lynn. Um, So Tara Lynn is the Customer Engagement Manager for Energy Efficiency at Georgia Power. And in this role, she leads a team of analysts and program advisors responsible for delivering marketing and customer support strategies that enhance engagement and drive program participation. And Terilyn began her career with Georgia Power in 2017 uh, as the brand strategy manager in corporate communications. And in this role, she oversaw all aspects of advertising, sports marketing, digital social media, And this included strategy development, campaign execution, community engagement, advocacy response, and analytics and reporting. And that is where we first met Tara Lynn when she was in the corporate communications team. Prior to joining Georgia Power, she served as the director of marketing communications for the Metro Atlanta Chamber and Choose ATL. Uh, this initiative focused on attracting and retra- retaining top millennial talent. She also served as the executive communications lead for the chamber's president and CEO. Prior to the chamber, Tarolyn worked at Selman College, where she served as the integrated communications manager responsible for developing and implementing campaigns driven by media relations, advertising, social media, and digital marketing. Uh, in the community, Terralyn serves on the board of the Seymour to Life Foundation, an organization that provides education, health awareness, leadership, and life skills to high school students. Uh, she also served on the boards of the Buckhead Business Association and the Technology Association of Georgia. And Terralyn earned a bachelor's degree in journalism from Georgia State University. So lots of different interesting things in your career and lots of different things you are interested in. Uh, So welcome to the podcast, Carolyn.
1: Once again, thank you so much for having me today.
0: Yeah, we're thrilled you're here. It's good to speak to you. Um, You know, before we jump in on the more formal questions, I would be remiss if I didn't ask how you, your family, and your Georgia Power colleagues are doing during these challenging times.
1: Well, thank you so much for asking. you know, with COVID-19 and with all the unrest that's happening, you know, in our society today, it, it's, it can be a challenging time, um, you know, from a family perspective. You know, I have a 13-year-old year old daughter, so just trying to have conversations to quell her fears and anxieties about what's happening um, and also continuing to empower her around using her voice to help um, motivate change. So, you know, so, so it's mixed emotions, you know, um, I'm very optimistic when I look out and see all that people are doing and how everyone is coming together. And that's certainly um, something that is echoed, you know, with my Georgia Power family, you know, being able to have really vulnerable conversations um, about how we can move forward. So it's been, um, you know, somewhat of a roller coaster, but I would say all in all, everything feels like it's moving in a very positive direction.
0: That's great to hear. And not surprising from the side of your Georgia Power family, who are people that I do know and um, I know are comfortable with those vulnerable conversations. So it it feels like at least amongst that team that you're involved in, you're surrounded by great people uh, who can probably support your work life side of this in this moment. Um, so I, I would like to say congratulations on your new role as Energy Efficiency Customer Engagement Manager at Georgia Power. We were really excited when we heard you were moving into <laughs> that role. So tell us more about it.
1: What are your goals? Wow. So I, I am excited, beyond excited, to be uh, in this role that is newly created. Um, I consider myself, for the Energy Efficiency Team, the voice of the customer. Um, and that is, you know, uh, uh, it's certainly a diverse offering that my team has. So we start out by marketing to the customer. So sharing messages out about the various programs and energy efficiency as a whole. And we close that loop. So we have our own uh, communications loop with it, with our customer satisfaction. So I have a team of advisors that help to walk customers and contractors through the process of, 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 you know, getting their applications finalized. And so we have a real opportunity to have those direct interactions and engagements with the customer and learn more about what they want, what is working for them and we're able to leverage that to one hopefully in the future build better programs pilot more programs and two, really just um, help them become uh, really change their lifestyle and their behavior around energy efficiency so once again I say voice of the customer and really just Mm a full circle with how we engage
0: that's great So you have a lot of experience working for large organizations like Spelman college and the Metro Atlanta chamber, you know, organizations that have a a long history of doing a great job at messaging and segmenting their message to audiences. How does Georgia power speak to it's nearly 2.5 million, very diverse customers.
1: Great question. Um, what I would do is really speak to, um, With energy efficiency, we have two sides of that we have um, information that we want to get out to all Georgia power customers around, you know, behavioral change, as I mentioned earlier. But then through our programs, we obviously have programs that we want to target specific customers, Um, you know, whether it's around, you know, adopting getting rid of old refrigerator or, you know, up grading their home with technologies that that make sense, you know, thermostats and things to help them save. And so we're really focused on meeting the customers where they are. The way that we talk to all of our customers is one, identifying messaging that is specific and that works for that customer. You know, um, one of the things that we're looking at is how do we speak to customers in Different geographical areas, you know, the way that you communicate with someone in a rural area is obviously going to be different than the way we communicate with a customer in an urban area or the way we communicate with a millennial is different than the way we communicate with our boomers. So um, for us, it's about having strategic messaging that aligns with the voice of that customer, but it's also about meeting them where they are on the channels that work for them. So, Mm -hmm. you know, we have a mix. Um, We always take an integrated communications uh, approach to our outreach and in that mix of integrated communications is connecting with the customers, meeting them where they are. If it's a digital channel, um, if it is a newspaper, if it is a direct mail piece, if it's a flyer, um, it's really just trying to be mindful and considerate and even down to the messaging and the language, speaking to customers um, in the tone of voice that resonates with them most. So that's really our approach. That's great. Has Have you had to change any of this in light of COVID-19 in particular? Um, I think, you know, is is with every company, you know, we have certainly haven't been tone deaf to the experiences that our customers will have around something like this. So I think what we, we're trying to do is what we've always been committed to doing, and that's really putting out information that helps our customers. And so, um, we've continued to meet customers where they are we've continued to communicate on the channels that resonate with them most but we've also focused on that messaging that is helpful to the customer what can we do to help you now because we understand and recognize that many people um, are are challenged at this time
0: yeah that's great so Alum, you know, we've had the privilege of working to support Georgia Power on the brand side and on the energy efficiency side for a number of years, including some multicultural research and sentiment analysis We work that we did directly with you. Um, what are some of the insights that have come out of this research
1: that have been most revealing or insightful? So um, I think for the multicultural research, you know, what it did is help us to become even more strategic around how we communicate with our different customers, our, our, our diverse customer segments. So that research revealed specific messaging that we need to be mindful of, um, the messaging that resonates with, um, you know, customers of different diverse backgrounds. And so that has been extremely helpful. Um, the, the sentiment analysis really spoke to how people feel about Georgia Power's brand mm-hmm. and um, the energy efficiency brand specifically. Uh, that's what we were focused on with that research. And what I loved about the sentiment analysis, and I guess in marketing, we get so focused on the verbiage that we want to use and what we think, you know, from a brand voice you know we should be saying and what that revealed is really um the difference between what we say and what customers really hear and what they want to hear and Mm -hmm. so um that was very telling and that has helped to shape some of our messaging that we're going out with for the energy efficiency programs and how we build out our energy efficiency um narrative so that's been extremely helpful Um, i guess what i would like to see in the future uh as it relates to research is really getting even more specific around targeting um customers you know having the right research in place that speaks to the diversity that could be one street over (laughs) right (laughs) and how how you know how do we connect i mean certainly in urban settings you know you have you you may be in in one um tax bracket on one street and and one street over a different tax bracket. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of times in marketing, we tend to focus on whole zip codes versus understanding that right there in that zip code could be so many different layers um, of customers. And so how do we really hone in on that even more? That's what I would love to see.
0: Yeah. It's such an interesting thing to think about it more, more than just one street over. Sometimes it's one house over and, uh, It's it's so fascinating, and I agree with you. I have you know been doing this for a long time, and Mm -hmm. there's been a number of things we've done. In particular, for Georgia Power, where the the language piece has Mm -hmm. been so fascinating to me. There was an earlier work we did for you, where I remember, um, I I can't. The topic was uh, your home feeling like safety in your home, and I had a moment when I was reviewing the research and went you know, I used to run programs and I was like, oh no, I was using the wrong messaging for 10 years. (laughs) So (laughs) It's been really interesting. Um, So, you know, having a strong narrative is so important to a utility's brand and its ability to educate and implement solutions and program offerings. So what is Georgia Power's narrative around energy efficiency and how do you help people understand it or rally around it, uh, which may be even more challenging now?
1: Well, really, you know, our narrative around energy efficiency is plain and simple. You know, Georgia Power is working to drive smarter energy usage. Um, We're working to help our business customers, our residents, and overall impact our community in a positive way. You know, we're focused on um, trying to impact quality of life. And I think that energy efficiency uh, certainly does that for a lot of people, you know, when people are able to make an older home more efficient and have better health outcomes as a result of that you know so we're focused on really just impacting quality of life giving back to the community you know there are things that um, we do around energy efficiency to certainly support the community um, so i think our narrative like i said is plain and simple just really drive smarter energy usage that really impacts quality of life mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and you had another part of your question
0: uh, well, I was saying, how do you help people really rally around it? But I, I, I do think you you talked about that a little bit. Is there anything else you want to add?
1: No, I don't think so. I mean, I, okay. I think the main, the main thing of the rallying around that piece is just letting the community know that we are truly here to help. And that's
0: mm-hmm. the narrative
1: that we um, certainly want people to be aligned with and certainly to know that that's what we're here to do.
0: Yeah, that's wonderful. So you've touched a little bit on improving the quality of life, really, as part of the goals for the Energy Efficiency Program. So what are some of the things Georgia Power is doing now to help its income-qualified customers in particular become more energy efficient?
1: So we do a couple of things to help our income-qualified customers um, from the energy efficiency perspective. First, we have partnerships with... um, organizations in the community so community organizations that we support um, with funding that go in and help senior citizens get their homes uh, more energy efficient so we're really proud of those partnerships um, we know that that goes a long way um, in that community because a lot of them you know are, are struggling and on very fixed incomes and so being able to give them the comfort of you know an efficient energy efficient home is, is is you know something that we are extremely proud of to be able to do.
0: Yeah, we, as you know, work with a lot of utilities around the country, and I have always appreciated the um, the innovation and thoughtfulness and really open discussion about ways to support the income qualified customers in your service territory. It's something that I feel is, I can feel it's really important to you and your team at Georgia Power just you know in the discussions that we get to have with you it's it's a nice it's wonderful so terrylin one last question before we sign off a couple of weeks ago fortune released its 2020 fortune 500 list and atlanta is home to 30 of the companies that made that list which included the home depot delta airlines coca cola and of course the southern company What have you learned over the years about not only Atlanta's greater business ecosystem, but also its startup culture and small business community?
1: So I would say pre-COVID, Atlanta's startup community was certainly thriving. Um, In fact, we have the number one startup community. In 2018, we had the number one um, startup community, Atlanta did. Um, And I think that post-COVID, we will continue to have a, Thriving um, startup culture just in recent days um, places like tech square labs have, you know, come up with funding to support businesses um, led by or startups led by um, people of color. Um, we also have a huge um, creative culture here, which is a part of the startup community. And so um, there are streaming services that are being formed here. Um, we have a huge fintech community. So the financial technology industry has is booming in Atlanta. And so I think that we will continue to thrive. What I've learned is that the ecosystem um, is truly that is a supportive ecosystem. The larger businesses certainly invest in the, startups. um, And there is a lot of funding that, you know, is offered in that vein. Um, I know Cox Enterprises, for instance, had a whole um, team dedicated to supporting startups. And so, you know, in Atlanta, the business community works very well, um, encourage startups, support the small business um, ecosystem. And so post COVID, I see us having an even, I would say maybe an even stronger um, Mm -hmm. ecosystem. Well,
0: that's great to hear and it uh, reminds me of why I really do love Atlanta and makes me miss it and makes me miss being able to get down there and see you all in person. Um, this is probably my longest stretch, not visiting Atlanta and visiting you all in, in three years. So um, I'm looking forward to being able to get back down there and see see that, um, that recovery and see the energy of Atlanta, you know, really pull the city and the residents through all this. So great to hear. Well, we really appreciate your time today. This has been a very interesting conversation and appreciate you all and your team so much. And so thank you for joining us, Carolyn.
1: Thank you so much for having me. And thank you for allowing me to share a little bit more about George Fowler.
0: Excellent. Current is produced by Loom's production team. Music by Blue Dot Sessions. See you next time.